happy post-game victory. Sean Callahan here, Steve Sipple, Robin Washett. We're here, Husker Online post-game live show, and we promised it to you, the Steve Sipple post-game victory margarita. Um, and and we got we got to give a shout out. Uh, and I, I got a Bloody Mary. Robin's got his uh, margarita. So we are living up to our word. And <laughs> there it is. None of this possible without our good friend uh, Caleb White. A uh, proud listener of the show has stepped up to the table, owns a local catering company, Steve Sipple and Robin Washett, Big mm. Red Smoke. And uh, he made for us tonight some spare ribs, some pork belly burn ends, and some smoked wings. Outstanding. Yes. Um, thank you, Caleb and Big Red Smoke. And, and this is our plug. If you want to get your graduation party, your, your football party, you want to get your barbecue for your house parties, Give our boy Caleb a call at Big Red Smoke, 402-418-0572. That's 402-418-0572. That's Big Red Smoke. And uh, they brought the smoke, Steve Sipple. Yeah, Caleb's a quiet guy. Um, but 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 the food speaks for itself. And yeah. here I sit on a Saturday night with, <laughs> with wings and a margarita. You and are I'm, in hog heaven. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I Utopia honestly, right now. Yeah, I honestly don't need a lot more. A lot more. All right. Well, let's uh, let. I really don't. Let's dig in because <laughs> this was about as much offense as we saw in the football game today. This is way more offense. <laughs> way more firepower let's, on that. Play. Let's let's dig into this one. Seventeen to nine. Uh, Nebraska guts it out. Uh, there was only one sustained drive by Nebraska the entire game. Uh, the ten play. 70-plus yard drive for a touchdown capped off by Harburg. Everything else was, you know, unfinished drives or the one the one play drive of Malachi Coleman. This team is what it is. I think we all knew it going in, um, and they become more and more setback by the day. Today, Billy Kemp goes down with what looks to be a, a knee injury, MCL knee injury. Ethan Piper down with looks to be a major injury. Ben Scott, the center, goes down. Um, so this offense gets more and more limited <laughs> And they just got to create ways to win. And we saw it in this game. Nebraska's defense, eight sacks. Uh, th- was it 13, 13 tackles for season loss? Season high, 13 tackles for loss. I mean, that's the formula, right? It there. is a formula. Now, a couple of specifics. Scott went back in the game. Yeah, he came back. Ben Scott went back in the game. So I don't think that's any kind of long term deal. Uh, Billy Kemp walked off with a, with a brace covering most of his left leg. Yep. Matt Rule indicated that could be an MCL, although he wasn't sure. Right. Um, and then, yeah, and I don't know what Ethan Piper yeah, never diagnosed it, but he said it not looking good. at This, this is an offense that has en- endured what I would characterize as a ridiculous amount of attrition at this point. All the, I mean, we, when we evaluate this offense, we have to do so with that in mind with, I, I have in my mind, Zion, I do this every week. And I'm going to do it again. What an offense would look like with Gabe Irvin, Ramir Johnson, Marcus Washington, Isaiah Garcia, Castaneda, Xavier Betts, and perhaps now Billy Kemp. Yep. Um, it's sort of ridiculous now what they have to go through. They're, piece, they're, they're having to piece it together. They have to cobble together an offense. And, Sean, you're exactly right. What we saw today is what we're going to see the rest of the year. In the whole division, though. Well, the whole division. So, yeah, not one off the not one offense today put up 400 yards in the Big Ten West. Wow, uh, Iowa almost won with an offense under 150. Not oh. not, not a surprise. <laughs> under 150. Yeah. Oh god. They came an inadvertent fair catch away from doing it again. 
They couldn't run the ball. I know. The last I saw, they had 19 rushes for 19 yards. They couldn't run. Nope. So, for Nebraska's sake, though, talking about those injuries, in the fourth quarter, there was a point where their running back was Emmett Johnson, redshirt freshman, making his, I guess, technically second career start. The wide receivers were Alex Bullock, Malachi Coleman, Jaden Doss, and Jalen Lloyd. And then they had an offensive line with Justin Evans Jenkins, who had played a combined nine snaps all season as your number one center. And then uh, Henry Lutovsky, who has been a, a role guy up yeah. and down uh, at uh, the right guard spot. So, I mean, like, that's how far down they're going into their depth chart right now. And it's because of those injuries. And so they got away with it today. But, you know, long term, they, they need guys to stay on the field right now. And if you know these are two more losses on an already extensive injury list, there's no more time to ease these freshmen into the equation anymore. Those, you know, the, I don't know how no. many Coleman had the big touchdown catch, but really none of those guys really did anything in the passing game. And for Nebraska to be successful, they have to get more out of that. And we appreciate everyone joining us. We know the, the volleyball game is going on right now. Uh, Huskers, Wisconsin tied one, one as we're doing our post game live show. Uh, but we had to stay on schedule with how we do things over here and uh, still wanted to do our regular uh, time because this volleyball match could end up being a three-hour match oh, yeah. um, throughout the night. So we appreciate everybody joining us, and we know a lot of people are going to get us on the replay as well later on. Um, got a few super chats. Um, Want to get to our boy, uh, Paul Jake Jacobson Husker Tapes. Uh, by the way, I ran into your son again today, Paul, in the press box working hard in, in the film department. Um, he said, Howard Stern calls himself the king of all media since he does print, radio, and TV, is it fair to say Steve Sippel is the king of Husker Media? Yeah, I think of myself as the king. Just yeah. the king. He actually, that's what he calls himself. Yeah, actually. I am the king. <laughs> and, and, no, I don't think of myself as the king of anything. Um, but I do though. feel good tonight. I mean, we have, we have, what, say it again. Say the name of the Big Red Smoke Big, Barbecue. Big Red Smoke. Caleb. Show, show, them, show them that beautiful margarita. Yeah, half, it's half gone already. And by the way, if, if you want to get on the fun, we will promote. We're all about promoting a local business in this postgame show. And, um, you know, we, we got this all set up with Big Red Smoke today. So, you know, we're open for next week. If somebody is interested, hit me up in the DMs on Twitter. Uh, we will gladly promote your local business so Steve Sipple can have that world-famous postgame margarita. Yeah, just slide into Sean's DMs. <laughs> I uh, Hey, and hopefully we're doing this after – I mean, what Nebraska fans are hoping is we do this after wins. It, it, it tastes a lot better, I got to tell you. I hope we're doing this in some sort of bowl hospitality room. Oh, God. With a red solo cup. <laughs> yeah, we're in Vegas. Mixed with crown and diet or something after a game. Bowl, bowl games give you a mixed drink and like a red solo. You know, you know the hospitality. Rooms. Oh, yeah, that'd be great. We haven't been in one of those. But all right, another super chat here. Husker, okay. uh, who's your Husker? Sean and Sip. Are you ready to join me in the nine and three record train? This D nine and three. Hey, O O U. One of us is what that stands for. It's not out of the question from what we saw today in the Big Ten West. Hmm. Yeah, the schedule. I mean, it's there, but look at what Nebraska's doing right now. Is this offense capable of yeah. winning out the rest? Of the I don't game? know if they can I, beat Maryland with a performance like I don't this. Know. Right, you got to win on the road. I know Michigan State's. I don't know what they're doing tonight, but they're I, they're hurting. They're as a program twenty eight nothing. Oh, they are in full wobble. Um, I, it's just, Hey guys, come on. It's going to be about scratching, uh, scratching out enough offense, which was a major problem today against a Northwestern team that was 55th nationally in total defense. 
really bad against the run, good against the pass. So they're 26 nationally against the pass. It, veteran team, as Heinrich Harburg noted in the postmortem, vet, veteran offense, just a bunch of veteran dudes. They hit hard. They're pretty good. But, man, Sean, I, I am not going to push nine and three on anybody. No. After, I mean, for one thing, Heinrich has to play better. But, again, any evaluation of Heinrich has to occur in the context of what's around him, which isn't much. But Heinrich, there are controllables. There's the there's open receivers that he's missing. There's There are the turnovers. Um, Catch Heinrich snaps. took us – let's just be Hand very the ball off. Yeah. Heinrich took a step back. Would today. you guys agree that it was – maybe a series away from going to Jeff Sims. It was close. Yes. I mean, it, it was as close in this little four and one run that Harburg's on. It was as close to going to Sims as we've seen. But interestingly, and I'm included in this, nobody asked rule that question. Well, he kind of answered it. Did he? He basically like, didn't say Heiberg Harburg specifically, but he did say that they have to just continue grinding it out and working through their issues. And so I think that I took that as in they weren't going to make some big wholesale in-game change right. and flip the script after already doing it he once did say that. this season. He yeah. said, we got to keep figuring out this group and making what we're working with right now work better. It's hard to get a lot of questions in a rule in the post. I mean, he gives such good, I mean, longer answers, and it's hard to get a question in a rule. I mean, there's just a lot of people jumping in. Don't you think, though, Sean, it would have made sense to ask Did Matt you consider, how, were you guys close to giving Jeff a look? We can ask that on Monday. Coach, we're asking you that. You're welcome to chime in in the postgame show if you're watching. <laughs> I We can ask him that on Monday. I mean, there's, I think people like to kind of know how our thought processes are. Robin largely answered it in that rule did kind of say we want to grind through Heinrich's problems, work through them. Um, it wouldn't look great with Jeff either. That's a thing. I mean, the, the receivers are what they are. When Billy Kemp goes out of the lineup, I mean, and you prepared Kemp to be your number one all week. Yeah. Yep. They, uh, yeah. Rule said that, that they, that a lot of the game plan was built around Billy Kemp. He goes down early. Was it early in the second quarter? Yes. Early in the second quarter, he and Ethan Piper went down on the same play. And they were lost for the game. They were lost for the game. That was a bad play. Right. So, again, I don't know. You got to assess Heinrich. Like, you know, if we had the advantage of looking at film, which we don't, before the show, I wonder what we'd see, you know. Probably plays that could have been made, but a lot of the times – there's not much there for him. Yeah, he's missing guys. Like there was plays I know specifically early on where uh, Nate Borkacher was just running wide open and he just didn't see him. Yeah. But, you know, you also got to keep in mind that he's playing with a bunch of guys that are playing their very first college football, like most extensive actions of their careers. And so there's going to be an acclimation period with that. All right. If you're just joining us, thank you for joining us here on the Husker Online post game live show, Nebraska 79 winners over Northwestern, Husker Online post game live. By the way, there was a comment in the in the suit in the comments. There is Steve Sipple using Caldera Lab. Um, basically what do you great. think? I mean, I don't, I don't, you I don't need I, it. I don't necessarily look like Ryan Gosling like you do. <laughs> but, but I, um, no, I haven't used it. I usually don't put any kind of lotion on my face. You're just old school. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, right. lotion on my face doesn't. I don't know, just not something I would do. Hi, it's Sean Callahan with Husker Online. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right. 
a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones and see what we find. Learn more at uscellular.com slash built for us. Well, Post Game Live brought to you by Caldera Lab. And if you haven't seen it, heard about it, we've talked about it here all season. It is a great skincare product for men. Sorry. Uh, 30 seconds in the morning, 30 seconds in the evening. Put it on. 94% of men have shown to look younger using Caldera Lab. I've been using it all football season. You just feel fresh. Um, your skin looks better. Uh, it's a great product. And we've got a great special for our Husker Online listeners and audience here go to calderalab.com use promo code husker and you'll receive 20 percent off your order that's calderalab.com promo code husker thank you again to caldera lab for sponsoring us here on the husker online show all right let's bring in the next super chat and that is from cole Malcolm Hartstog tracking down Kurtz and yeah. then Gifford snuffing out the screen yeah. were huge defensive plays of the game. Also, James Williams, hello, as Sip would say. Hello, indeed. James Williams, know. a scout team player. As this of this week, week. As of this week. <laughs> so James Williams, according to rule, showing pass rush prowess on the scout team. You guys, what we've seen from rule there's a lot of distinguishing traits that you attach to rule. And one is he's really not afraid to move personnel around. Take chances. Take chances. What do you think that does in a locker room though? When you're a lower guy, it engages you like, gosh, if I do something well, I could get an opportunity. Well, he said that they have multiple guys that have been like James Williams that have flashed on scout teams that they're going to play this season. They're going to utilize as many of those four game redshirt windows as they possibly can to get guys experience because they recognize the value of that. James Williams is a better player right now than he was this morning because he played in that game. Great point, Rob. He made big time plays. Great point. I mean, all of a sudden you look at him differently now. Yeah. Going forward, you saw that he proved it on that stage oh, when his it. team needed him. And now all of a sudden he's a factor. Look at that last play of the game. Williams is in on that sack with yeah. Hut, Hutmacher and uh, Robinson and Jamari Butler. They all converged at the quarterback. Robinson, Jamari Butler, and James, and Williams. James Williams. How about that? And the crowd was crazy. And he had a huge sack with like five minutes to go in the game, too, when the game was still in the balance. Think that, about that moment. Think about that moment for, for James Williams where the crowd is literally chanting, go big red. You have the win in hand, be, largely because of they made that play at the end. I mean, it's what an afternoon for him. And think, Rob's exactly right. It, it, he, he got better today. Think about this, Iowa Western, you know, that program. Okay. We were talking about it since like 08, 09. Yeah. And like, what are they going to utilize an Iowa Western and get a guy? And, and I mean, it, there's been like four head coaches that have never had a guy contribute here out of nowhere, just some Iowa Western guy contributes. And I I want to say that if I remember right, he, if they found, did they find him in that, that camp this summer? Mm. Uh, Sean, I don't know. I, I don't remember when he joined the team. I mean, it, he's a I, sophomore. No, he joined the team, though, this year. He, we didn't even have a profile built for him. Oh, he didn't? No. no, he came out of nowhere. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't like we even, like, on three, we have a player page for everybody, and we didn't have one for the guy even. Did you, okay, full disclosure, did you guys know who he was? Yes, did because you? I did the travel rosters, and he's traveled the games. Okay. Like, he traveled to Colorado. Good job, Rob. I think. So, I mean, he's made the 74-man travel okay. roster, which, yes, he was on scout team, but he wasn't totally out of the radar internally like he's he's a guy they've recognized 
for a few weeks now. And this was his, his coming out. Party. So, yeah, I'm looking here. He committed to Nebraska June 24th. Okay. I believe he was at that postgraduate camp, if I'm not mistaken. The one that okay. you know, Luke Longville was at as well. He was the yeah. Iowa Western quarterback. That makes sense. Um, so, the, I mean, that camp, everyone's like, what a waste of time. Or, you know, what are you going to find? I mean, they got a guy out of that camp. I'm and pretty- looking what, like what he did. Look what he right. did. Right. Uh, eight sacks today for the for Nebraska. The polar bear, Nash Hutmacher at two and a half. Beast. Yeah, he's playing. He's playing well. I mean, that. Listen, Northwestern's not a great offense, and all of that, but it is an offense that did beat Minnesota, and and they had 400 passing yards in that game. Oh, he's Iowa Central. I'm really sorry about that. That's a big error on my part. What? He's Iowa Central Community College. Oh, it's not Iowa Western. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm going back. I just double hold on. It, on his bio. It's listed as Iowa Western, but in the thing, it says Iowa Central. Hmm. I want to make sure we have that right. Yeah, I'm looking at his um, hmm. JUCO ID film. He's Iowa Central. Okay, big difference. Big big difference. So, <laughs> yeah, Whatever. there's yeah. He was he was at the postgraduate camp. I remember that. At any rate, sorry about that. He's he's largely that's okay. Um, he's largely come out of nowhere. But they have some guys that are playing really well. Oh my God, they have some guys playing well on defense. Isaac Gifford. Hey, that Gifford play. Incredible. The they were, play. They were Rule, Rule like went out play. of his way to like say that was a game changing play. So what if he doesn't make that tackle, they probably score. Third quarter, I think Nebraska's clinging to a 10-6 lead. Mm-hmm. Third down play. Third down play. And Sean pointed house. out, Sean pointed out as we were sitting there that they blitz Nebraska or yeah, Nebraska blitz seven, pretty vulnerable to a screen. Cam Porter catches it. Looks like, oh boy, this a convoy of blockers. He's got blockers in front of yeah, him. Yeah, this this looks like it's going for a ways. Gifford Gifford rallies, jumps in there and gets him, and it's a six yard game. They have to punt. Well, he said that that was like he he had made Gifford, a mistake, like he had over pursued, so he was pressuring too, and then all of a sudden he saw the screen and had to just like instinctively back. react. Shed through a block and made an excellent open field tackle. Like Cam Porter, literally made a, a touchdown into a five yard game. Yep. And then they and then they punt. and those were the plays like Cartsog chasing down the or, and uh, Omar Brown chasing down the thirty nine yard run yeah. that in many cases would have been a touchdown. Like Nebraska had mistakes, but they didn't make them into game changing mistakes to yeah. where they forced Northwestern's offense, which was struggling, to have to continue to execute as opposed to getting the big chunk scores. And I thought that was critical for this. Oh yeah, for this outcome. The question I have for you guys is: Nebraska a legitimate top twenty five defense? Yes. Or is it, are they just benef- benefit, well, they, yeah. benefiting from playing in this? But hey, conference. they look pretty darn good against Colorado. No, Colorado's did. putting up tons of yards. Yeah. I mean, granted, they had a bad quarter. They did <laughs> the fourth quarter, but for better part of three quarters of that game, they shut Colorado down. I think they just have to adapt to the style of game they're in, too, and, and they, they've done a good job of doing that. I mean, in this Big Ten West, everyone's going to have good defenses because the, the way the offenses are playing. I mean, it, it's just – I don't – like Rule said, like you can't always just look at stats. Like there, there's more to like the national leaders in offense and defense. I mean, if you really dig into how they got to those points. like. Sure. He said that Clemson was like one of the rare teams that was nationally ranked in top 10 in both. I mean, the great Nebraska teams were. Mm-hmm. When Osborne and McBride were together, they would be top 10 in both. But it's rare. Right. So in this game, it's not. it wasn't only defense. It was Bushini. And the, the four, pit, four punts inside the 20. Four of his seven punts inside the 20. 55-yarder. He was big. And he has to be. I mean, that's in the, in this formula – that we're talking about going forward. It has to be defense and special teams. How about Alvano? 
Oh yeah. He had a 47 yarder career long. He hadn't made one from over 40 all season into, into a win drills, 47 yard into the wind. Big like for his confidence. That was so big. Yeah. Big. That's huge. Big, big. They, and they have to have that part of the game be strong, not spotty, not weak. Yeah. And Tommy and, Hill had a 35, 36 yard kickoff. Return. Yeah. He hurt his ankle. Hurt his ankle. Did See, not play Tom, in the second half. Yeah. Um, Add that to the list. There's so many injuries. You almost forget about them all. Mostly on offense though. I mean, it's, they, they, they lose. I mean, think about it. Just take a step back, drink a drink of your margarita and your, and whatever you're drinking over there, Sean and bloody Mary and think about the guy, a bloody Mary. They couldn't lose a guy. If they couldn't, if you had to pick a guy, they couldn't lose. It'd be camp. You can't lose camp. I know. Just given what that room already was. I wonder if there's anybody else on the scout team you look at I don't know. <laughs> on the offensive side of the ball. Watch, Bry- watch like Bryce Turner come out of nowhere next year. Something like random. that. All hands on deck. Something like that. Yeah. All right. Um, thank you again for joining us here on the Husker Online postgame live. And thanks again to Big Red Smoke for the great food and postgame beverages. Uh, but postgame live brought to you by Bauer Underground. They're helping shape Nebraska's infrastructure future and they're looking for new members to join the team. With open positions for laborers, equipment operators, aerial linemen, and foremen, Bauer Underground is searching for the best in construction. Visit BauerUnderground.com to learn more about career opportunities and industry-leading benefits, including competitive pay, employer-paid health insurance, dental, disability, vision and life insurance, 401k match, new top-of-line equipment, and a clothing allowance. No experience in the utility construction? No problem. Bauer will train the right people in the field, giving you a hands-on experience. You'll need to build a long and rewarding career. Want to learn more? Visit Bauer Underground on Facebook to view the testimonials from their current teammates, hear about their experience, the company culture, and the importance of their work. Bauer Underground is family-owned with crews and work sites across Nebraska. Wherever you live, Bauer has an opportunity for you. For more information, like Bauer Underground on Facebook or visit BauerUnderground.com. Come start your new career today. All right, let's jump in. Uh, we got two super chats in the queue. Scott's tots, which I love that name, by the way. Um, no, no offense, no offensive identity in play calling. Heinrich Harburg can't throw. Yes, he runs hard, but the OC is calling plays like the QB's last name is Manning. Time to see Sims. I don't know. What if they don't have the receivers that get open is the problem. Yeah. That's the thing. The, the evaluation is really difficult with Heinrich. No one's running free. Right, right. No one's running free. And when one was, he hit him for a 44-yard touchdown. And keep in mind, right. But he did. Was, that was a beautiful pass. Then there was the play where they perfectly designed that little shot down the sideline to uh, Bullock. Yeah. Wide open. Harvard short-armed it. Short-armed it. Uh, all of the evaluation of Heinrich, Heinrich Harburg have to – occur in this context of what they're dealing with i don't i don't know if you'd get any more from sims now you have offensive line problems by the way the play calling i don't know i mean it's it, the same evaluation applies to to satterfield i mean he's just they don't have their full complement of players they don't even have close to their full complement of players so i don't know what to say think about like fedoni like even when i mean how much teams are draping on him like yeah. when you know it's a situation okay. They're overplaying him. I mean, it's like they're face guarding him. Right. So what we need to do is help. Help Satterfield. Get Borkercher more involved. Could you do that? No, he was open. Yeah. So so I think in film study, you you point that out. Now Borkercher's open. You gotta get the 
you got to get those freshmen a, a little bit more involved. Doss comes to mind. I don't know if Lloyd's open. I mean, the throw to Malachi will really, and the touchdown will really enhance his confidence. Mm-hmm. That that could be that could be really big. You need more from Malachi though. If he's going to be a starting receiver, oh, who plays yeah. fifty plus snaps. He's got to have more than a couple catches, right? No doubt. So there's, and then we don't even mention the fact of what they're dealing with at running back, which to me has gotten a little strange. Yeah. Emmett Johnson did look good. What's happened to Anthony Grant? Six carries. Six carries for what? 20-some yards. Not bad, but, I mean, just on Tuesday, Satterfield said he's one of the best running backs in the Big Ten. He doesn't look like that right now. Where do you think the kid's at mentally? That's what I don't know. And I I don't want to say kid because he's 24. He's 24, Sean, yeah. Not a kid. Um, You know, but you think about just the the two fumbles, how much they've been magnified. I mean, there have been two fumbles at Nebraska before. I mean, the offense had three today. Is he running with the confidence he was running with? I don't think so. I don't know. Magnified by the head coach. I think that's right. that's what makes it especially odd. Yeah. That of all the turnover issues Nebraska's had this season, Anthony Grant is the kind of the punching bag for that. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about it before. Maybe it's just because he is 24 years old and he's a six-year senior and he can handle it. Or maybe Matt Rule is <laughs> making it a point for some other reason to well, here's the reason, kind of put Rob. it on the line for him specifically. Here's the reason. It, I think it's pretty clear. There's a way they want you to hold the ball. Okay, it's not a secret. They want it high and tight with your hand over the point. If he's not doing that, then it becomes a problem. Okay, Anthony, so why are you not doing it? Yeah. We're asking you to do it. You're not doing it. Did you notice Emmett Johnson, how he was running? Two hands over right. the ball as he was running. Like, he got the message. Johnson looked pretty good. What was his font? What was his line? 12 carries for 73. 12 for good. 73. That's 6.1 a good line. carry. Yeah, that's a good line. Do we know – Did are we sure that Ives played? Yes. Yeah, he played. Okay, because they don't list. He didn't get a carry though. Right? No, he didn't get a carry. He was okay. on the field when Nebraska ran that short side option, and it, it got stuffed. Yeah, they don't list him as a. Shot, okay, yeah. he played just one play essentially. Yeah, Liebentritt was the lead full was the fullback on the play, and what did what did Harburg do? Ran short side, and didn't get anything. Yeah, got got clobbered. blown up. Yeah, yeah. 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 He and, was in Sean. Ives got in the game. He's definitely played. You know, another interesting take. Uh, Kai Wallen didn't play. Didn't suit today. He's didn't at suit. He's at injured, I think, or something. He's at four games, so you almost. Did you, won- did you notice Rule mentioned him with scout team? Like, I wonder if he's if they they capped him at four. Yeah, I wonder if he's capped at four because when he was talking about James Williams, he mentioned that Williams and Kai Wallen were giving him looks on scout team. Something. To and so you process. wonder if they said, "All right, we saw you for four. Let's redshirt Kai, and then let him develop better and, and throw number ninety in there, James and, Williams." And so that that yeah, that's an interesting deal. Um, Rules management of players and how they do things, it's it's really unique. Unique and impressive, I'd say. I mean, it's now he has to be creative. They have to continue to be creative on offense. That's going to be the – because, again, you've got to scratch out – okay, 17 is not what I expected. Today. I expected more. I thought they could get to 24, maybe 28. If it's 17, that's why I'm hesitant to say, oh, yeah, I think they could go 9 and 3. No, 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 no. You could only get 17 against Northwestern. I mean, right. you needed – if you would have shown me 27, I might have started buying into kind of the crazy eight-win, nine-win total. But, no, not now. I I mean, it, Purdue's got – it's going to be all you can do to beat Purdue next week. All, right, all you can do. We've got five Super Chats stacked up here. Let's get one more in here. Uh, hey, Sean, ugly win. The defense still looks sick. Love this stretch of mediocre football against the Big Ten West. 
I'll live here for a few weeks. We'll yeah. take it. Yeah. Go Big Red. Great running into you guys this summer. Oh, Nick Erke. Okay, we ran into Nick uh, next door. One of the, the guy I've known for years. He's a Colorado native. Thank you, Nick, for uh, chiming in. And you're right. I mean, Nebraska is not in a place, Nick, as a program to be picky on how they win. No. Good point. You've been hammering that point home, Steph. Like, yeah. Nebraska's just – they're not good enough to worry about style points. Uh-uh. All that matters is the final outcome. They had style points in Dublin last year up 11, and they blew it to Northwestern. Yeah. All that matters for them is getting to six-plus wins. Like, that is the only thing that matters, to, to take that – tangible next step as a program 15 practices yeah they want that they want those bull practices that's that's part of it a lot of it to me is how quickly you can build i think if you have setbacks like today would have been a major setback and i think it would have held back the building process yep. is you if you can get these wins i think it expediates a little bit the building process sean because partly because of recruiting you have to show recruits progress yep. The big time recruits want wins. Rule has to be able to say to them, or it helps. Maybe it doesn't have to, but it really helps the pitch to say, "Hey, we've won four or five. We've won four or five. You beat Purdue five of six. Nebraska's won five of six, maybe with if, their one loss to the number two, right. maybe number one team in the nation. Right. That's. I think it. I think it. It's about how quickly you can build. Not that a loss would blow things up i'm not suggesting that it just it just drags back the building process a little bit. well and this place is a lot easier to live when nebraska wins i don't care how they win but yeah, it is we're gonna have another great week so think about that That's illinois fun. win good week now this bye week then this week and the next i mean a bye week that they pretty much won given what happened in so the rest of the division we get a month of sunshine here it's fun it's fun to see how they manage this offense it's not fun the unfortunate part is the injuries. Now you got to wonder about camp. You got to wonder about, well, you probably don't have to wonder about Piper because that doesn't look good. No. But, and and it, it's kind of interesting to me to see how they piece it together on offense. If they can get more, if they can get more from the freshman receivers, big again, again, big play. I, I don't think we we've emphasized enough how big that belly G option play was to Malachi. It was a belly G option play rule wheeled around and pointed to Osborne in the press box. You think Osborne was paying attention? I doubt it. That was in the, <laughs> I, I, I was a Nebraska staple um, under Osborne. You guys, everybody remembers it. Watch Nebraska back in the day. It's like a fake option play. The quarterback fades back and it's a play action. I told you that happened. I guarantee you they're going to talk about something from the past. You did. You did say as, that. And in, in pointed to Osborne. I love it. I love that stuff. It's Osborne respects the past of this program. Rule. And I, I don't, yeah, I'm sorry. Thanks, Sean. Tom rule, does yeah, rule respects the past. Tom does too. And, and I'm not saying, I always say this, you don't have to live in the past, but you can respect it. Yeah. Nothing wrong with it. Right? Especially with what this offense is, and you're taking on this kind of you know ball control, run heavy identity. Like, yeah, why not utilize a play like that? That isn't just a Nebraska play. Like, I mean, that's kind of like a, a fixture of the type of offense they're evolving into. And you got a guy like Malachi Coleman, who's a big, fast, speedy, game changing receiver. Get him downfield. Get him beat, Take yeah. advantage of those defenses. putting eight, nine guys in the box. And, and let's give let's give Heinrich what Tom credit. Did. He let's, had great success with it. He did. And let's give Heinrich credit. He laid it in there. He Perfect couldn't have thrown it better. Perfect. Perfect. Couldn't throw it better. And Coleman to catch it. I mean, oh, the, great. 
I mean, I, I was like, did did he is he going to run out of bounds? Yeah. I mean, I mean, he, he was about a step or two from the old. back of the end zone. He probably thought that ball was hanging in the air for like a half hour. Good job by Malachi, <laughs> so, though. Hey, good job by Malachi. A true freshman to make that play. Yeah. Hey, yeah, progress. All right, uh, we got five super chats before I get into our next one. Husker Line post game live. Thank you for joining us. Husker Line post game live brought to you by CHI Health. I want to tell you about Pediatric Place at St. Elizabeth Hospital here in Lincoln. Children are little, their emergencies are not, accidents happen, and illnesses do not wait until 8 a.m. on Monday morning. Pediatric Place at CHI St. Elizabeth is Lincoln's only ER for kids. It's open 24-7 for pediatric emergency care. It's child-friendly rooms and private waiting areas help put kids at ease. Check out the pictures of the rooms at chihealth.com slash pediatric place. They've got an expert staff that specializes in pediatric and emergency care. Want to learn more about Lincoln's only ER for kids? Visit chihealth.com slash pediatric place. Thank you to CHI Health uh, for sponsoring us here on the Husker Online Postgame Live. All right, let's delve into the Super Chats here. Brandon, the defense had eight sacks. What one word would you use to describe Northwestern's offensive line? I'm especially curious on what Steve Sipple could come up with. Yeah, what is your <laughs> Steve Sipple, who was a part of the gifted program in the Columbus school systems word to describe the offensive line of Northwestern? Don't do that. Don't put me on the spot. Siv. Siv. It was a Siv. S-I-E-V-E Siv. It was Horus. a Siv. Yeah, it was porous. Thank you, Robin. They, I mean, thank you, Robin. Are, what was that, coach? They are what we thought they were. I mean, what was that? Oh, yeah. uh, Dennis Eric or yeah, um, Dennis Eric. No, Dennis Green. 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 Yeah. I mean, you knew. I'm off the hook. <laughs> you knew that their offensive line with what Penn State did and was a lot. I mean, Penn State. Yeah. How, many, how many times did Penn State? 45 did? pressures. Yeah. 45. In one game. In, in one game. I think Nebraska is going to push 30 in this game. Yeah, I'm very curious to see that. On PFF. They could not block Nash Putmaker at all. Nobody can. So Nebraska went with five. They, they went five bigs. Yeah, he said that was kind of their defensive. Because they thought uh, they thought Northwestern was going to throw the ball like 50-plus times today when, in fact, they ran the ball a lot. And so their design was to put five guys on the line and you know pick and choose when to send five, when to send four, and whatnot. So they had a little bit different front today than maybe they normally have, and that's just another wrinkle in Tony White's scheme. All right, let's move into uh, Bangarang. Um, Rob, that's a good one for you. All right, KP. Why do you guys think Satterfield doesn't call quick slants to get Harburg in rhythm? It's a bond train. Oh, bond train. I thought it said Bangarang. Wow. Sean, how many are you in there? How many have you had? Bond train. It looked like Bangarang. I mean, like, you could get Bangarang out of that, can't you? Yeah. Ban. No, you can't get Bangarang out of that, no matter how hard you try. I mean, it sounds a lot better than bong trong or whatever. Okay. Okay. Why do you think Sat doesn't call quick slants? We we actually had this discussion in the press box. Quick slants and hitches. I'm not sure why they don't do more of that. Okay. In a Division One Power Five Big Ten football game, it's extremely difficult for receivers to get off the line of scrimmage and get inside release to get a slant. Mm -hmm. I mean, these are big boy corners. It is big boy safeties. How about hitches? Even then, the the press coverage. How can you get? When they're on you right. in that area, you've got to be able to get off them, yeah, you're right. stop. and I mean, it's yeah. not easy. Easier said than done. And so much of that is timing, too. And you need a bunch of guys that are playing their first few snaps of college football out there right yeah. now. So, like, 
I think that's part of it too. There's just not a lot of reps right. between these young receivers and the quarterback. And guess what happens when you miss a slant and it goes up off guys' hands, and <laughs> pops in the air, gone. Trouble. That's trouble. T r o u b l e trouble. All right. Um, and <laughs> Jay Shank just throws in five dollars. Thank you, Jay Hi, Shank. Thanks, Jay Shank. Is that my football coach, Jerry Shank? I doubt it, but could be. Could be. Thanks, Coach Shank. Let's pretend it is. All right, uh, Matthew uh, Matosek. Listen, I like the guy, but Fedoni has too many drops. Mm-hmm. We need more from him. Alligator arm over the middle last week mm-hmm. and this week too. Mm-hmm. What I'll say is, you could. There were moments where it looked like he favored that knee. Yes, it did. And, it, and I told Rob at one point during the game he was limping a little bit. Yeah. Um, They're asking a lot about a guy that hasn't played football in a long time. Well, he's. I think he's Heinrich's favorite target. Clearly. Yeah. Seven targets today. Yeah, he's Heinrich's favorite target. Now, Kemp with Kemp and out. defenses know it, too. See, now listen. This is what we're talking about. This, these are the topics that we have to continue to address. He's Heinrich's favorite target. Who is number two? Kemp. Yeah. Kemp. So what happens now? Mm-hmm. Fedoni's just more of a favorite target. Yeah. Unless you can get somebody developed. Alex Bullock Alex is. Bullock. Yeah. Yeah, Alex Bullock is critical in this conversation. I continue to think that Borkature has to be someone they go to more. He's capable. Mm-hmm. Then it becomes Jaden Doss or Coleman or Jalen Lloyd. Which of those guys? It looks like Coleman's ahead of everybody. Doss looked pretty good. They, they'll go to Doss. Um, but it, he was limited. And he was out all, you know, all of or half of August with an arm injury. Missed six weeks or so. So he's just kind of getting back into it. Um, again, I, is there somebody we don't know about? Is there a is there a James Williams on offense that we don't know about? I don't know. After the game, Ruth said know. there was a receiver that put on twenty pounds of muscle since the beginning of the offseason. I wonder so who that is. Like, Would that be Jalen Lloyd though? Would that be could Bryce be. Turner? I mean, could be one of those one hundred and fifty pound guys. If Jalen one seventy, if Jalen Lloyd put on twenty pounds of muscle, it means he came here at one forty. Well. <laughs> He's hey Jalen Lloyd and Jeremiah Charles, extremely guy. small guys. Small guy, yeah. I mean, they're track guys, and to jump and run, you're usually pretty light. Right. right. So I wouldn't be surprised. All right, uh, Blue to Boston Terrier. God, I mean, are they just trying to stump me with all these <laughs> names? Um, That's an easy one. If, if we could just give the triple option a good faith tryout, can't have QB uh, being the leading rusher. Yeah, because then you're just totally sacrificing development and what you want your offense ultimately to be. And they don't want to be a triple option offense. It's a wrinkle. They like it as a wrinkle. How can you have an identity right now? I mean, you can sort of. But all this is is trying to cobble together something. About three drives a game. Right. I mean, this is hard to – again, I don't want to always sound like a coach apologist, in this case for Satterfield. But how do you how do you be have form an identity when you're, you know, you have a situation at running back which we didn't really envision with Grant. I thought maybe that Grant would be the bell cow and you could you could keep kind of going body blow, body blow, body blow with the twenty four year old bigger running back. They don't want to do that, mm-hmm. so that's sort of scuttled. And then how do you have an identity when you guys are saying and you're right, they're trying to work these freshmen into it. You don't even have the full complement of your passing game because of these freshman receivers. How do you have an identity? Well, and the triple option is such an investment yeah, too. You like can't you can't just like say, "All right, we're going to be this type of offense now." Like it's something you got to commit yourself to. Yes, like, timing everything. Like every yeah. practice has to be working on the timing and the overall execution of that to where like it would be a total. Oh, you can't do it. He'll it's not realistic. 
from what they've been trying to yeah, do. It's not realistic. No. All right, Nate Smith. Rule. I got that one right, yeah, by the way. Thank job. you, Nate, for that great <laughs> username. Uh, Rule mentioned Tom Osborne in the postgame presser. How often is Coach Osborne going to practice, and what's his relationship with like Rule? Any insights? I mean, yeah, we have. Insights. I hate to say, but I mean, Rule early on, his relationship with Osborne is as good as Frost's was. Yeah. And Frost played for Osborne, obviously. Yeah, I don't want to get into those comparisons. But I'll just say that Osborne is at practice. He's he watched, present. He watched film a week ago, uh, last Monday. He watched film with him. The guy that's there every practice is George Darlington. Yep. I mean, George Darlington, the former Nebraska secondary coach, is at virtually every practice. Talked to the team on Thursday with Talk Charlie McBride and Jared Thomas. Yeah. And and he's going to take his uh, football coaching classes around and get a private tour of the facilities. Rule, Rule invited them to come. He told me that today. God, George is great. George is great, and Rule has chosen to embrace those guys and and the past, and to the chagrin of some people. Not everybody likes it for some reason. I know I'll never quite understand that. That's yeah. simple. You can't live in the past crowd. I again, I don't live in the past. I respect the past. Now, in my personal life, I try to live in the past as much as I possibly can, <laughs> given the current state of our country. But that, that's a whole other thing. Um, I um, but, but I, I don't mind. I don't mind. Can I say that? Okay, I, I don't it's mind. A stiff drink, by yes, the way. I don't mind what rule does here. These guys were. I mean, as Sean pointed out, Tom Osborne called plays from 1969 to 1997, and that encompassed five national titles. He called every play for five national title teams. Why wouldn't you listen to him? Yep. You're just going out of your way to be a moron if you don't listen to him. Mm -hmm. So thank you, Matt Rule. It's a balance. Like I, I understand people that ah. might be a little just worn what? out of constantly living in the past yeah, and like okay. everything being about how sweet the 90s were like <laughs> right but but you also can't ignore it because that is so much a part of what this program is and what the fan base is and everything that has to do with nebraska football is because of that success from that incredible darn near unprecedented run yeah. that they had over that time the challenge is the distance it gets between that exactly. the younger like you heard Caleb Benning, son of a former Husker. He, he told Evan Bland this, I believe. He's like, I, I've got to get more Husker gear. I don't have much Husker gear. I mean, and he's the son of a former Husker whose dad's the color analyst. Is that so? I mean, so I mean, you would think young kids in Omaha all grew up like when we were no, growing up. I mean, I know, I know. No, it's just, I mean, I'm just saying it's right. that's an example of one. You're like, wow, like oh, yeah. this is one you know you would expect, you know, but kids aren't locked into it. There are so many more distractions now on here that. You know, if if you get bored with yeah. the game, you just go to your phone. Yeah, you, or or you start following other teams, right? I mean, and the kids do that. I was astounded when Alex was playing basketball. I'd go to the junior high games, and these kids would walk in these games with all these different schools, you know, gym bags, whatever, sweatshirts. I'd be like, why, why does a kid have an Oregon sweatshirt on Saturday? And they're playing football, and he's got Oregon on. But that's what it's become. I mean, that's unfortunately those young guys just haven't seen. They didn't see the nineties. They weren't even, you know, they weren't yeah. even thought of. All right. So um, I get it. I get that, Rob. Thank you again for joining us on the Husker Online Postgame Live show. Uh, Husker Online Postgame Live brought to you by Home Field Apparel. You've heard us talk about Home Field since the start of the season. There are a lot of collegiate apparel brands out there, but we have partnered with Home Field because their designs are the best out there. Some of Husker Online's favorite are the Volleyball Day shirts. 
um, the ringer tees and the Shuckham Huskers long sleeve tee. Be sure to go to homefieldapparel.com, filter by Nebraska, and see what we're talking about. There's also currently an exclusive football bundle, which includes a baseball tee, sweats, a hoodie, and more. It's perfect for your fellow Husker fan or a perfect gift to treat yourself for being a loyal Husker fan. And for our listeners, you'll get an exclusive deal by using promo code Huskers23. Huskers23 gets you 15% off your first order. We know you're all about wearing Husker gear. So if you're in the need of a refresh, we really think you should check out Home Build Apparel. Their designs are super unique. And a lot of thought goes into each concept. There really is nothing else on the market like what Homefield is doing. You can find them at homefieldapparel.com. And again, use code Huskers23 for 15% off your order. Thank you again to Homefield Apparel. All right, let's go into Cole in the super chat. Our okay. rule and Trev drafting Tony White's extension <laughs> raise this <laughs> evening. How do we keep him around a few more years? And you're right. I mean, Tony White's making a, a million, and Marcus Satterfield's making 1.4 million. How close to 1.4 million or more will Tony White be by this time next year? Uh, he'll get there. I think you have to do it. I mean, it's really impressive what he's done. This is not a. If you think about this, if we get into this discussion, you think about the defense. It's not a defense that's star-studded. I mean, there's not. You know, there's not a Randy Gregory on this defense. There's not a Malik Collins. There's not a Levante David. I mean, I those are recent guys, you know, but it's it's a it it plays very good as a collective unit. The chemistry's excellent. They hit they hit yeah. you. Now they're not forcing turnovers. Um, that needs to happen more. But the way they play as a team is a direct reflection of the coach. The the way they play as a unit is a direct reflection reflection of the guy who leads the unit and it's a first-year coach who had to get buy-in immediately and then teach a new system i wow i mean it's a it's beautiful to watch how many times do we watch the game and we say wow swarm hit swarm to the ball i mean they, they're all they always have multiple halves how when the 335 was talked about coming to nebraska how skeptical, skeptical. was your football crowd that you talked i was to? skeptical oh the football crowd i talked to was really skeptical like a lot of like this will never work in yeah, the big 10 right. i mean that's where you got to give Rule a lot of credit because I think he learned in the NFL that a lot of these concepts were being used in the NFL. Mm -hmm. And they were. And if you have Nash Upmacher, it looks pretty good. Yeah, it's scheme, but I think it's more than scheme. I mean, they've bought into Tony White himself. There's good chemistry. Scheme is scheme, and it's important in, in the discussion, but it's getting guys to play as a unit, and, and they're doing that. And, they, and let's face it, they have a bunch of good dudes on that side of the ball. They, they really are good guys. Veterans. Veteran players who have a high degree of want to. They want this bad. They've been through the ringer. They haven't had success. And now here they are. Well, Look the, at them. The difference, too, is that we're talking about <laughs> primarily the same group as last year. Mm -hmm. They were, for the most part, especially early on, a really bad defense. Now look at them. Look at the open field tackling. Mm -hmm. Look at the way they're swarming to the football. Look at how many guys are mm -hmm. playing. How many players that were not even in the equation, in the discussion for playing time that are impact players now. Mm -hmm. And so that's Tony White. But I also want to give credit to the position coaches. I think at all three mm -hmm. levels, they got dudes. Yeah, Dennis Knighton is thriving oh, he's as a defensive it. line coach. Rob Dvorak is thriving as a linebacker Cooper. coach. Evan Cooper. All three of those guys have mm -hmm. really collectively, along oh, with Tony yeah, I'm White, glad you said that. made this – as good of a defense we've seen in Nebraska since Bo Pelini was and here. And Dvorak's sure. a quiet guy. Like you don't talk about Dvorak, but he's done a great job with that linebacker room. Oh, Sean, I mean, 
all, but all three, all three levels, you can find that same discussion. Like a guy like Taman Lynam has to come in today. Um, we don't know much about Taman. Um, he has called played. Mondo, right? Is that I don't know. He hasn't played that much. He had to play today because Tommy Hill went down, and he he plays pretty well. He's he's good. They don't have a drop off. Um, they had to move. They had to move Hartsog to corner, which they don't like to do. Especially and, in game. Right. Think about like Corey. I mean, like I, I thought Corey Collier would be a factor, and he's not played. Not been a factor. No, like I mean, there's people from the. I mean, the way they've kind of flipped over and kind of turned over new rocks. Mm-hmm. That's what's been impressive. A lot, yeah, a lot's been impressive. But it's a bunch of good players. Like it's a bunch. No, nobody jumps out at you. There's no Randy Gregory running around out there. Hut marker or hut maker is probably the closest. Getting cl- getting to be the closest to that. Yeah, I, I'll tell you what. I like that Prince well too. Princewell looks oh, yeah. like he's Lenhart gonna be too. a dude. Yeah, good to those, see Lenhart back. Oh, man, those, those guys, guys make plays today. Those two guys are the future. They're they're the future of that front part of the defense. Hopefully, they can keep them around. Yeah. All right, let's go into Jacob <laughs> in the super chat. <laughs> Robin, Robin, watching okay. Michigan right now. <laughs> There's a guy number 15 yeah. on their. What defense. kind of depressing margarita are you drinking <laughs> over there? These are happy margaritas. <laughs> sorry, sorry. My bad. My bad. <laughs> J- Jacob in the super chat. This is a game that we lose in previous years. It's not pretty, but we're going. We're four and three, and we have to enjoy it. It was also good to see Alvano and Coleman play well and gain confidence. And, yep. yeah, great point on the freshman and great point. Nebraska, again, nobody ever thought this team, even at full health, was much more than a six-win team, maybe seven. Right. Oh, yeah. And and they're they're holding serve right now. Yeah, they are. I mean. Well, they're a little better at holding serve. I'm saying, like, at seven games in, how much better than four and three did you think they would be? Not much. Or, or May, I mean, you could make a real half full glass five and two thought, but yeah. I think Illinois, Minnesota, Michigan were all going to be tough games. They won one of those games. Yeah, could have been. Colorado was way better at that time than anyone thought they'd be. Yeah. The Minnesota loss is the one that will haunt. That'll haunt. Because think if TCU beats Colorado, how different that game in Boulder might have been. Perhaps. I mean, I just think that the stage of that game was way bigger than anyone could have thought it was. Oh, game. my God, yes. I mean, Sean, 100%. I mean, it was like college. It was like 10 million it was, viewers. It was, well, I mean, you've been covering the program a long time. I've been covering it since 95 full time. I've only missed one game and all that time home or away. I have not seen an atmosphere like that. Like that. Exactly like that. Penn State, whiteout 2002 was like kind of like that. There were some Missouri games back in the day that would – that that trended that way but that A&M. was just, yeah that the was, night game but A&M. that yeah and the night game when 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 Horn, david horn went wild well no the one where bo about oh, got arrested oh that was craziness <laughs> yeah there were some games at kyle field that got pretty crazy but that atmosphere in colorado was was off for chill. 10 a.m yeah so but but I'm, I'm still going back to minnesota as a game that come on I mean, you got to close that out and that's why harbor's your quarterback and to that point about how this is a game they lose early that's exactly what matt rule said they said at the beginning of the season, if Nebraska was making those kind of mistakes and getting off to that slow of a start, they would probably lose because they didn't know how to deal with that. They're early. growing. Yeah, they didn't know how to process it. And I thought it was really interesting that during the game, Matt Rule's saying, hey, remember when you guys were up 11 against North this Northwestern team a year ago in Ireland? What are you going to do? And everybody's response, Nash Hutmaker even said, we're, we're not going to let this happen again. Yeah. And so that's, to me, mental growth. We want to dive into the psychology of this team so often and like yeah. why they lose and what are the reasons for the struggles, all that sort of stuff. Today was a perfect example of how this team has grown mentally. I think so. Cause they didn't play that well, but 
but they won. Not too bad. They found a way to win. Right. I mean, at least the offense didn't play. No, well. you're right. But they found a way to overcome all those mistakes and win a game they were supposed to win. All right, let's go to Brandon in the Super Chats. Agree or disagree? Rule and Satterfield are just doing the minimum to win with the offense. Then relying on the defense to carry them to win. Yeah, that's what good coaches should do. Put your ego to the side and figure out how to win games with the pieces you have. This, I mean, you go back to 04, Bill Callahan, when he was here, that team had enough pro players on the roster to win seven or eight games, but they were hell-bent on making Joe Daly a West Coast offense quarterback, and they lost two or three games that year that they probably could have won if they would have done some of these, like just adjusted. And they didn't want to hear that. Remember? I mean, they did not want to hear – you know, they were going to adjust to option and run things. I mean, they did what they did. Um, so I give Rule a lot of respect for that because right now getting wins is the most important thing for this program, period. It's getting, the most important. I mean, just getting it back to a bowl game. I mean. Oh, yes. It's big. And, again, I think it just ex, – ex, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say expedites the growing process for the program winning. And as far as the offense goes – I mean, I don't think they're deliberately trying to hold anything back. I mean, they're just just doing what they can. They just to realize the can. limitations that they have right now. Uh, We've yeah. gone over them ad nauseum yeah, already on this show. Yeah, we don't need to do it again. It's ridiculous what they've gone through. And by the way, do you ever hear Rule complain? No, no, never, never woe, never like even sort of this subtle woe is me. You know, it's not not. No complaints. He even like do it. downplays that onside kick it against Northwestern, which I always think is interesting. Like they didn't lose that game because the onside. Well, kick. me and you have butted heads on that, and I, once again, Rule agrees with me. Um, <laughs> I, I've always said that. I always, I always said that. What have I always said? That game, that's just one play in a game. I mean, yeah, that onside kick didn't stop keep them from stopping the run at all in right. the fourth quarter. I think I always go back though the context of for the head coach at that time with what he was, you know what. He was gambling there at that moment. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, that, but yeah, it's a whole different thing. Yeah, they, they were a mentally fragile team back then. Mm-hmm. And Ken brings up a great super chat. Um, embracing the pass got them six today. Just got the got the, the touchdown. Got the them the touchdown. Okay, embracing the old option throw. Hey, that's a good point. Which was suggested by Tom Osborne and Ron Brown. And Ron Brown. They said if you're going to run that option, you got to throw the pass out of it. Yeah. Boom. What does it do? Forty-four yard touchdown. Hey, that's a pretty. I mean, it's a it's it's a common sense comment by Ken E, but I appreciate that. It's common sense. He's right. They embraced the pass. They got six out of it today. Yep. Puma pants, Sipples margarita fun, uh, throws in two dollars. Love the show. And by the way, Big Red Smoke came through with the margaritas, yes. Big Red the Smoke. barbecue, the High Bloody level. Marys. High level. Um, check out our boy at Big Red Smoke. Um, Caleb. Caleb White. Caleb White. Now here's the deal from Crete. This. The, the you would agree the food is high level. I mean, this is high level. Mm-hmm. I'll go ribs is my of the three we got. Ribs is my number one. Yeah, wings number two. The wings, lemon pepper wings. Oh God, excellent work by by Big Red Smoke. Big Red. There's the uh, pork belly burn ins. Is there a way to get a hold of Caleb? Well, he's got his yeah. phone number on the screen right here, oh, Steve. There. <laughs> right there, the big block letters. <laughs> he dropped right this. Call me Steve. Come on, Steve. <laughs> There it is. <laughs> you rarely call me Steve. Spending too much time at Larson Motors. That's right. <laughs> There's the number on the screen, Steve. Uh, 402-418-0572. Yeah, we really appreciate Caleb coming yeah, over do. here. And we got one more super chat. Let's get in. How many tackles did Ty Robinson have? What's going on there? I mean, I thought Ty Robinson played fine. 
Ty was, Robinson. I'll pull it up right now. He had uh, he's listed as one tackle, a pass breakup, a quarterback hurry, and half a tackle for loss. He was in on the he half was in sack. on the last big. Yeah, one. he was on the game. Yeah. Clinching sack. He's not like a guy that's gonna. Get, he's not a true pass rusher. He's more of a a big body that eats up a lot of space. He's doing fine. I yeah, mean, I mean, I, I think Ty's having a fine year. I mean, yeah. honestly, I think he's having as good of a year as he's had in Nebraska. Yep, I'm losing my voice. It was fun today, Sean. Yeah, it's all fun. that screaming in the press box. <laughs> yeah, all that screaming. <laughs> well, um, we got a big week now. Purdue comes in. It's another two thirty game. Huge week. They're coming off of a bye. Homecoming game. Yeah, it's big. Yeah, I mean, I I keep saying it. These two games against Northwestern and Purdue on your home field, you have to take care of them. I think the Purdue game will be more difficult than this game, if only because Hudson Card will give you a much better quarter, much better. He'll hit some throws, no doubt. Much better quarterback play ahead. Um, now I don't. I haven't scouted Purdue enough to know that if their defense would be on the level of Northwestern's. So that's the question. I my. My early read is it won't be as good as Northwestern's defense. Now, again, though, what if Purdue scores seventeen? It, it's going to be could be get, it could be mm-hmm. rocky with this offense. I thought today Nebraska could get 24, 27. They got seventeen. Hey, Sean, often that's not going to cut it. Hey, it's Sid, not going to cut. I'm, I'm just going to tell you. Purdue coming into this week ranked dead last in the Big Ten in scoring defense at 29.9 points per game. They ranked 13th out of 14 teams in yards allowed per game at 395.4. So they'll be probably worse than Northwestern defense. I don't know if there's much probably about it. They won't be worse. But they have that walk-on running back that got Nebraska pretty good last year. Yeah, Maccabee. They They have Hudson Card. They have Hudson Card. They have their offense is significantly better. Then Northwestern, you think the passing game is yes, okay. but they're nowhere near last year's Purdue offense. No, no, they don't have Aiden O'Connell. Oh, and uh, that was a, he was Purdue was the a third real best. Or Charlie Jones. O- Purdue was the right. third best passing offense in the Big Ten. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if the Big Ten West has a receiver close to Charlie Jones this year. Hmm. I'd have to, Sean, I have to think about it. I mean. Who in the Big Ten West? West? Oh, okay. In the West. <laughs> no, not the no, <laughs> like, no, no. What not about the, Isaiah Williams of Illinois? Yeah. Charlie did. Jones, though, like yeah. led the Yeah, conference. he's not you're I mean, right. He's not Charlie Jones. Charlie Jones made the NFL, didn't he? I don't know, Sean, but Isaiah Williams is good. You're right. He's probably not Isaiah Williams is probably not in Charlie Jones around. Hey, Soli um has a comment in his and he threw in a twenty dollar super chat. Just Whoa. wanted to say thanks for the show. Soli, we appreciate you. God bless you. Thank you, Soli. We love doing the postgame show. Like this is kind of turned into like one of the favorite parts of our week. So we appreciate you guys. We have Marge and Wings. <laughs> we've yeah, we've parlayed this into a margarita. We're really Steve Sippel. Right now, guys. Yeah. One more super chat Wait, here. $20 one. Um uh, from Jacob. After Harburg's shaky performance, do you think his leash will be tighter next week? I, I think it's I think it's on the table. I mean, if, if he struggles with decisions, anything's on the table. Yeah, you can't rule it out, especially you know, in a situation where Nebraska is that they're really close to achieving a significant goal. And you got to play the guy that's going to give you the best chance. Okay, if right now, now a guy the- is if, if a guy is playing poorly enough that it's losing you games. As a coach, you have to do your team the service of, of playing the guy, giving yourself another look. Is it what? How does it factor into this question that Sims is virtually the same quarterback as Harburg? Would it be a different kind of discussion if Sims was a much different quarterback? Then would the leash be 
would the lease be longer or, or not? I don't what know. What about Chuba? <laughs> yeah. I mean, what if Chuba's a better thrower? Right. I think is his leash. God, I go back to what Robin said about what rules said in the post game, which was I'm paraphrasing, but he said when you're developing as an offense and you're developing says, a quarterback, you just gotta you gotta push him through these tough times. I just think we have to continue to be aggressive. We have to we have to coach our way and work our way through these phases of you know what, hey, it's not super pretty right now. Just keep playing. Like I think that that's to me says that they got to kind of stick this thing out. They made their move to Harburg. He's four and one as a starter, regardless of how he's played. You know, you got to you got to kind of make push as hard as you can to make this thing work. And I think automatically having a, a quick hook on him because he's struggling. I don't know if that's that's you also you have to acknowledge what he does, which when he turns the corner as a runner, that's a load. That's yeah. a that's a that's a major leaguer coming out. He took some shots today, though. He, he gives him he gives shots though too. The he, one he gives option him out. play, I mean, they got him high on one of those. Runs I know today. he gives out shots though, and he did make some throws. I mean, he made some throws that were good. So you got to also acknowledge the things that he does well. And he's hey guys, is he four and one now? Four and one, all that matters. He's four and one. All right, boys. Well, good post-game show. Uh, we'll have plenty of more coverage. If you haven't been on Husker Online, you can catch Steve Sipple's post-game college, Robin's uh, column, Robin's five things, my final take. Um, and then tomorrow morning, we'll have all the grade-outs. The, the pro football focus grade-outs will be up as well. So uh, check us out on HuskerOnline.com. Um, we've got a great special we're going to drop here as well um, for Purdue Week um, tomorrow. So on Sunday, you can get an annual subscription for 50% off uh, the 109 price on Husker Online. So that is a Purdue Week homecoming week special. I urge you to check out HuskerOnline.com. Thanks again to Caleb from Big Red Smoke. For Steve Sipple, Robin Washett, I'm Sean Callahan, signing off here for the Husker Online postgame live show.